0: More Idaho Matters from the studios of Boise State Public Radio News. Wednesday, GOP lawmakers introduced a new library bill into the Idaho legislature that the Idaho Capitol Sun says is a combination of previous bills that could restrict children's access to some materials. And just last week, we told you about a new survey that found that more than half of all the librarians here in Idaho are thinking about quitting their jobs because of bills like this. Our Morning Edition host, George Prentiss, sat down with Huda Schulte, a librarian at the Hillcrest branch of the Boise Library System, as well as Mary DeWalt, director of the Ada Community Library and vice president of the Idaho Library Association, to talk more about how librarians are feeling. Let's take a listen.
1: I am certain you've had time to think about this and discuss this among yourselves, but do you have a sense of of what's at the very root of some of these efforts?
2: Oh, it's a hard, it's hard um, to not speculate mm. considering our fields, our professional fields and our education behind those fields. But it definitely feels like it's a nationwide concerted effort. I don't know that I would specifically say it's an Idaho specific thing.
3: unfortunately seem like it's a small group of people with a loud voice. You know, the majority of our community is very supportive of us and our existing policies and procedures. And we're just hearing from a section of the community with a a very loud voice. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And whose ear they have? Uh, Clearly, they have the ear of some legislators.
1: Uh, Huda Shaltrey, So uh, legislative chair, I'm guessing you're the person I want to ask this question of, most of all, do you have a, a seat at the table in conversations in regards to some of these efforts?
2: That is a really good question. Yes, we have been invited to weigh in on our thoughts for specific bills. Ultimately, I think it's safe to say that no library feels like a bill is necessary. Um, we certainly feel like there's no issue at hand, there, there's no problem at hand to begin with, and that we are doing nothing wrong. But that being said, I think there will be a lot of efforts to get something passed, as we've seen this is the third year um, of this. And so how much we can weigh in and, I guess, be at the table for that is Um, a learning curve for us and definitely appreciative that we are there to say what we would like to say.
1: You must know that there are people in Idaho who are convinced that underage school kids have access to what some of those people consider to be pornographic materials. Your message to them would be what?
2: So I will say that there are things in all libraries that are best suited for some families and not best suited for other families and to engage with the library workers and we can absolutely like it's one of our joys is to help you find what is best suited for you and your family that being said there's you know we have families that look very different all throughout the uh, idaho all throughout the world for that matter um but that's our job is to help you find what is best suited for you and your family. Yeah. I have friends constantly like after hours, if you will, that will text me, like, what should I read next? What do I need for my kiddo? I have a four-year-old who's really into this. And, you know, that's really one of my favorite things to do is to tell people what to read um, and help guide them. So I would say that is a huge thing is to really explore the library and and talk to the people that work there and let them help you
3: search for whatever you need. And libraries are already organized by, you know, reading level, um, age level, if you will. We, you know, we have an adult section, we have a young adult or teen section, and we have a youth children's section in every library. And when you think about materials for minors, you're talking about zero through 17 and so when we hear about someone saying you know this isn't appropriate well it may not be appropriate for a five-year-old but for a 17-year-old yeah that could very well be very helpful so I think it might go back to people not really knowing how libraries operate that we already have specific areas that are targeted to the needs and you know reading levels of different age groups. And many of the materials that they're talking about are in the adult collection and they're targeted for adults. It's just kind of, yeah, interesting.
2: That's a good thing, too, Mary, that you just said that reminded me that graphic novels are also for adults. I think one of the things that we saw, especially the first year, was is kind of this idea that if it's a graphic novel, so if it's, you know, illustrated and things like that, therefore it's for children. But that is not the case. Just like when South Park came out and it's an animated cartoon that everybody thought it was for children, but it is not for kids. It is for adults. And so I think a lot of the graphic novels specifically, because they are images and I can understand that, you know, you can take that out of context and blast it all over the internet and say how horrible it is. But it's not, and it is for adults. And it's a beautiful book. The one that I'm thinking of, um, that most people might be thinking of is a
3: beautiful book about consent and adult relationships. Right, and even the teen novels have a purpose. And again, we're, we're seeing them pull paragraphs out of context or um, you know, scenes in, in the book out of context that could be very helpful to someone who might be experiencing someone like that or know someone. And so, yes, it's a teen. Again, it's for a 17, 16, 17 year old. It's not for a seven-year-old. That's our challenge.
1: And we could do that in almost any art form. We could certainly do it in film, uh, in music, and goodness knows the history of literature. Anything taken out of context of course, can be
2: utilized mm-hmm. or you'd like it to be utilized. but
0: yeah. okay,
1: who wants to tell me about this event on Saturday? It caught my eye. it's it's in downtown Boy. it's at Boise Brewing. What can you tell me about this?
3: It is so. Our friends at Boise Brewing wanted to do something to encourage support of libraries, and so there's actually a two part, all month long. Any purchase of a particular, it's the blonde. I think it's called Jolene. It's a cherry blonde. Um, will go help the library association, mm. but they are doing um, offering us a special event as well. The one you mentioned on Saturday from six to nine. Library personnel will be on hand. To meet and greet our community, and they're giving us this opportunity to engage with our community, and we're super excited.
1: About. Six to nine. So right. Saturday,
3: February 10th, from six to nine
1: at Boise Brewing downtown. How are you doing? How are your colleagues doing? I know this is maybe some days are better than others, but uh, I also know that the professionalism of a librarian is only matched by their
2: I think like Mary said earlier we have a lot of people on you know that come in and just tell us we're so sorry you're dealing with this what can I do to help things like that which is so lovely that being said hearing certain words used for your profession and um, honestly just dealing with this for three years now I'm tired and I'd like to get back to my job and be able to plan my life that certain programs that I can run through the library. I don't have to right now I think, okay, January to March, I don't know how available I am for my staff or my library users in here because I don't know if I'm gonna be down at the state house or testifying or talking to legislators. So I I miss being able to plan things with my staff or or our community here and having programs available. Um, We do have programs available. I would just like to be more involved here in my
3: building, more (laughs) with our people We did do a survey actually that was kind of sad because it did show that across the state, library staff in all different um, types of libraries are feeling very demoralized and to the point where they are really reconsidering their career choice and that for us hard to to see that our people who work so hard and are so dedicated to their communities are feeling so beat up on that they're not feeling that this is right for them anymore and we really want to turn that around we want to make sure that they focus on what huda was talking about those great programs and those you know you know, the light in a child's eye when you give them a book. And it's just, we need to refocus on that. And we're really hoping we can get through and be able to refocus.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you
3: get your podcasts.